0: Aloha and good day. This is Clint Hansen with Maui Luxury Real Estate and we're broadcasting on Maui Real Estate Radio. You can listen to this in any and all shows at MauiRealEstateRadio.com. We're broadcasting on the KAOI Radio Group Mondays 7 a.m. at 1110 a.m. 98.7 FM, ninety-six point seven FM, and our friends on the west side at ninety-five point five FM. We have Deb Lynch with us today of Cup of Cold Water, and of course my co-host uh, Byron Yap of Axia Home Loans. Thank you so much for both joining to me today. How are you doing? Good.
1: Doing well,
0: thank you. <laughs> All right. So, Deborah, uh, is it Deborah or is it Deb? Just straight. Deb. <laughs> Deb. All right, Deb. (laughs) Can you tell us a little bit about what you do, your program, and how you reach out to people?
1: All right. Oh, well, let's see. A Cup of Cold Water has been in existence for almost about seven years. Um, It was started by... Keku Akana who was you know the assistant police chief and he and some of the other officers were just so sorry and tired of seeing people digging through dumpsters to get food and things like that so he put it together and and it was all started by the little Episcopalian churches the four little churches here on Maui Mm -hmm. it is not solely exclusive to Episcopalians now we have um, you know the Buddhists make us peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and we have people from all face and, and no face at all coming and, and helping and volunteering so we're all very very inclusive that way. Um, and what we do basically um, pre-pandemic um, we have a van and in the van we put water and we put food and hygiene and first aid things like towels and blankets. Uh, we clothes and uh, Shoes and slippers and tarps and things like that, and the van uh, would three times a week—Wednesdays in in Central Maui, Saturdays in Lahaina, and on Sundays in Kihei—drive around looking for where the unsheltered are and give them these necessary items to help them survive on the streets. A cup of cold water is 100% volunteer. Nobody gets paid at all, and they never have been. We also do not accept any government money. Oh, so nice. yeah no no <laughs> so uh we've been doing that and we've been doing that for years we this way it's a kind compassionate um ministry uh, we're not trying to change the world we're just trying to go out and build relationships and reach out and let people know that they are cared about and I guess it's really important nowadays because a lot of times people are um, afraid or don't like the unsheltered here um, on Maui, and we've referred to it as unsheltered because the people that we meet don't feel they are homeless because Maui is their home. Mm -hmm. They're just unhoused or unsheltered. And so we go out in the mornings and uh, with a team of at least two, sometimes three or four, we welcome guest riders all the time to come with us. We leave um, in the morning at uh, Good Shepherd Church up in Wailuku about eight o'clock. And we're usually done by 11 a.m. It's not an all day long thing. And we go out and we look for people. And... uh, it was hard with the pandemic because we, you know, would talk with them and spend time and you know give them hugs and you can't do that <laughs> with the pandemic. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, so that was a real challenge. Let's see. Um, I've been part of the, um, the cup of cold water since about six months after it started. Um, only taking a little time off when my husband um, was diagnosed with cancer. He's now in remission and he's all good. So oh, fantastic! So, I'm so then glad I came that out that. and became. Um, a volunteer that goes on the van, and then we have what we call run leaders, and these people drive the vans, and they're responsible for the the van, the information, and um, the, you know, safety of everybody, and then, uh, you know, years went past, I joined the board, and then uh, just before the pandemic hit in January of 2020, I became president of the board of directors there, Oh, yeah. right. Oh, now, was, right when the storm
0: starts, it, <laughs> yeah, it,
1: it was a challenge, uh, it was a challenge but we, we uh, worked through it. We did at times have to suspend runs because most of our volunteers are in the age and health risk categories and or they have one, loved ones at home and we certainly didn't want to at the beginning of the pandemic even think about bringing the virus into the unsheltered communities because some of them have health issues you know to work so we were trying to be very cautious and but when we did have suspensions what we did was our wonderful supply team that works like we call them the supply angels um we packaged up things like hygiene packs um snack packs and stuff and we would bring them out to um, places like salvation army who would hand them out these are basically other ministries that were active out there still um were our hands um and so we would we would do that so we didn't completely suspend we were just sort of backstage doing things Mm -hmm. quietly but we're out there on runs again now um we always go back out as soon as we possibly could um sometimes the people um are really kind people and we've tried to just help them survive while The other agencies are out getting their programs, trying to help people get into shelter if they want to, or permanent housing if they want to. Um, it would be nice. I'd like to see all of us work together towards helping the people that are out there um, in any the unsheltered community. Um, right now, Maui does not have an emergency shelter for anyone to go into, so if somebody um, it's five o'clock says so i really have to get off the streets there is literally no place for them to go mm. so um we uh we so, really in, in Deb,
2: kind ministry yeah wait, a couple of questions i had i was thinking about pre-pandemic versus the pandemic now have you seen an increase in the unsheltered And then the second thing is, how do you find, like, how does Cup of Water find the unsheltered? Is there certain locations you go to, or how does that happen?
1: Yeah, Uh, to answer your first question, no, we've not seen an increase in the unsheltered out on on the, because in Hawaii here, a lot of times families will take care of each other, Mm. here we found. So it's, to our surprise, remained fairly stable. Um, The other thing that surprised us too is, as now we're at this point, is to see that actually the COVID virus was very little in the unsheltered communities at all. Um, Mm. Perhaps it's being out in the fresh air and sunshine and the trade winds and things like that, but that kind of surprised us. We thought, oh, they are vulnerable, but apparently that that community didn't quite get it. Let's see. What was the second question? The
2: second one was like, do you go to a specific location or do you know where the unsheltered are sitting and you drive there and stop there in the Wailuku area? How how does one find you or you find them?
1: Yes, we do. Um, We do go to some very uh, specific spots that we we track, but we also look around. Those of us who are volunteers, if we're driving around downtown, Uh, for example, and we see uh, maybe a cluster of people that seem to be new, we'll go there in the van and see if they're there and serve them. But yes, we do, we go to Kanaha Park. And of course, if anybody wants um, any uh, items from us who come to Good Shepherd Church just before eight o'clock on Wednesday mornings, we're there loading the van and more than happy to um, get people some items and food and clothing and things that they need. So that's always a given. So we do have some basic regular, I always call them almost like routes that we go to, that we stop and the word gets out that we are going to be stopping here at one place and we'll stop at another. And we ask people to share that information um, with uh, with us. Um, The other thing is we have a phone number and we tell people um, to call the number. If you see people or if you're in a location, you want us to come and try and find you to bring things to you, please call and let us know where you are. Um, After the sweep at at Amala Place, we did that. We said to people, please, you know, you're going to be going probably somewhere else and relocating. Let us know where we are and we can come find you
0: and bring things to you. I first learned about a uh, cup of cold water when I was going to the Kihei Community Association meetings and uh, we were working towards the mobile showers, you know, so that they can have resources and another way to connect to the unsheltered that are out there and, you know, give them opportunities to clean up and get resources. Now, um, who how, this it, to me is really brilliant because a lot of times people go up and they say, you know, are you homeless or something like that, which can, you know, like you said, people consider Maui their home and going out and reaching and offering something to somebody is a lot better approach than, you know, a couple cold water is a great way to, uh, you know, start a conversation and and get a dialogue going with these people and because they are a part of the Maui community and and they do need help. I mean, these, these sometimes are, uh you know chronically unsheltered where they've been out there for their whole lives. I mean, I know um Dave in Kihei. He's the guy that looks like a a, a small wizard, you know, walking around and uh he's uh, on Halama mostly and I've known him since I was probably uh 6 years old, you know, and I'm I'm 40 now. So he's been out on the street for a very long time and it's it's good to hear that people are trying to, you know, get out there and connect with them. But my big surprise in talking to you right now is there actually hasn't been a whole lot of change since the pandemic started wow i i would have figured it would have been a a very significant increase i mean just from an exterior over the last decade i've i've felt i've seen a pretty big increase um but yeah i mean i guess thinking about the last two years and the numbers that have been increasing i i guess it hasn't been too much i just I definitely notice large uh, collections of unsheltered people um, in the, from where Lahaina begins, you know, all the way out to the Ukemehame You know, yep. there's, yep. Uh, fortunately, the county is working more towards putting facilities in like porta-potties and whatnot. Um, but it seems to be the majority of people are on that little section of uh, the island. I mean, what have you noticed? Where's your big congregations of, of people?
1: well it, before the, they changed the things down at Amala place near the water treatment plant that was uh, yep. we would have you know 60 people easily And, um, and during the pandemic, they were collected there and they actually managed, they call, I called it the village and down there and they managed it themselves really, really, fairly well. Nighttime, things were different down there for people. But, um, so that's it. But yes, along from Lahaina and Puamana and all those areas there, because they have the bypass now. So that road isn't used as heavily as it used to be before the bypass was put in. So I'm not surprised to have a lot of um, people. We haven't had enough volunteer run leaders come back in to be able to restart our Saturday runs again up in the Lahaina area. We And we had just started the Sunday runs when the Delta variant hit and we had to pull back on that, but we're gonna be starting those again very soon in Kihei. So we have our Central Maui uh, runs. We elected during the pandemic to go with Central Maui because Central Maui has always consistently been the highest number of people we've served. Oh, and okay. that, that was why we um, chose the Central Maui area. And then um, then we'll branch to Sundays, and then we'll branch to Saturdays. Because um, fortunately Maui Rescue Mission, which is another wonderful group, also serves up in Lahaina. So that's why we went. Okay, they're up there, and Lahaina Baptist Church is up there, and Salvation Army is up there. So we know there are some um, ministries and programs helping the people up in Lahaina area. You know, when we had to sit there and go, how do we choose which one to which area to? To um, serve and and go out. I think the guys. Yeah, I just wanted to
0: continue on about the surprise associated with the pandemic, not increasing numbers. I mean, to me, the last six months have been quite shocking with how real estate prices have increased. Yes, and you know, this is a real estate show. Um, And, uh, but, you know, we outreach to the community and, you know, we work through the Haleo Maui, um, that we were some of the original funders of that, getting that started. And, you know, Friends of the Children's Justice Center are one of our favorite charities that we work with. Um, And, but with the way prices have increased so dramatically and you know some of the evictions happening i know that fortunately there's a lot of new systems that are in place and funds that are available to get people you know to stay in their um their homes and without having to deal with the eviction. uh obviously people are going and taking advantage of the increased prices and selling their properties so sometimes you know through um having uh, tenants move out whether that's just an ohana or a whole property um, uh, that's why I would just assume, with the limited availability of rentals and the increase in prices, that we'd see more on the street. Have you noticed anything in the last several months, just with with
1: everything, or we've been no, no, out? we haven't. And surprisingly, and we've been gearing up for that um, and being ready. Because we talk about it on the board all the time. It's like, okay, we've got to get ready because there's going to be the evictions, and we're going to see people out on the street who've never been on the street before. Um, but the people there with the promotion of the resources to assist um, people and renters and landlords and everyone. I think maybe the community is actually taking advantage of those because we are not seeing um, people that are first people. Most of the people we are serving now are the same ones we have seen for quite a while or our street friends from, from a while ago. Very rarely are we getting people who've never heard of us. Who, who, mm. go, who are you you mean you just give things out for free and you know, we don't take names or anything like that nobody has to qualify we just you know, yeah you're, you're there, there to help yeah so um so yeah to our surprise too it, we uh, actually had expected that we might have quite a few people but that's not to be the case that's good to hear about that yeah. or they're not in the areas that we are traveling around in Well, if somebody's
0: listening to this radio show and they need help, what number uh, would you recommend them calling?
1: Okay, our phone number is, of course, (laughs) 808-419-1637. And if somebody wanted to donate
0: in order to help you guys with resources, I know you don't take any state or federal funds, but um, the private, I mean, how would they connect with you? Do you have a website?
1: Um, there is a, a website, but uh, the best way would be just to send a, a check to a cup of cold water. Um, it's 2140 Main Street in Wailuku. That's 96793. Okay. And we are a 501c3, and we, you, the person would get a note or letter of thanks Um that they now, can eat for their tax purposes if they would the,
2: the, na- the name cup of cold water, is that what only you distribute? What, what do you, what, what kind of things do you, like if I wanted to donate or I wanted, you know, what, 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 what kind of things do you accept?
1: Or what we, I tell people, think of cold, wet, rainy, miserable camping trip. <laughs> As I here, that you <laughs> okay. would wear a lot on that. That's what you need. Um, we rarely, we hardly ever see any children which is a good thing. I remember when the pandemic started, the agencies, other agencies came out and worked really hard to get families with children into shelters. That was their primary um, group, demographic group that they wanted to focus on first. But um, so we don't, and we don't accept fancy women's things uh, like dressy stuff, um, but people, if they wanted to donate uh, uh, boots, things that people start working, maybe they'd be working in landscaping. So they'd want heavy gear, but really it's uh things like sweatshirts t-shirts board shorts oh, board shorts are in such demand there um mm-hmm. uh, things like that old tents old camping gear that you may have uh, uh, something warm that that's what they are looking for
2: things and, if, like and if i had my car full of that stuff where do i take it do i just any, call you up deb anybody
1: any one of the Episcopalian churches has usually been um, and just leave you, you know, your name and contact information so that we can uh, thank you properly for the donation. Have, but,
2: have you seen or I, I've, I've always thought I've well I thought about this, you know, some of the unsheltered. Have you see, heard any like success stories where, hey, you know, the guy that was here for years now yeah. is not here anymore?
1: Yes, yes. One of my favorites, um, which I'll, ne- I'll always, always remember, is one fellow flagged the van down. I was driving that day. And he said, I want to thank you. And he didn't mean me personally. He said, a cup of cold water." He said, I want to thank you because you took the time to treat me like a human being. All of you. You'd come out weekly. You'd talk to me. You'd care for me. And because of that, I started to feel better about myself. And because of that, I got myself into the shelter here. And now I've got a job and it's all because you guys treated me like a human being. Yeah. And, um, I think that today are the unsheltered out there are kind of like today's lepers that people avoid, you know, and it's true. There are some that are visible that have challenges and issues with addiction and mental health. And, and yeah, those are, you know, people want to avoid those and, and I can understand, but most of the people, are there for one reason or another. Um, I would say that you, if you talk to any of the men, not one of them will say, yeah, my parents really loved me and encouraged me and sent me to college and it was really great. You'll find that. And you'll find that most of the women have been abused since they were children. We look at it, these are all God's children that just had everything set against them, probably from the time they were children. They've had a very, very rough life and they have not had the love and support and that most of us have had. And um, and so they're out there for one reason and another, they get out there. There are families, we do see families that, uh, well, we did, but not so much families anymore. People who are working in jobs just can't afford the rent. Rent's really, really high and they can't afford it, but they're just fine people. I mean, they're sober, they're great. They just mm-hmm. can't afford that. We see elderly people. We see a lot of elderly people that have nowhere else to go. Um, we um, see uh, p- veterans of post-traumatic stress that have a hard time reaching out to the VA. Um, we, we do see people that have mental health and addiction challenges too, as well, of course, we see them too. But for the most part, these are kind people and they're very kind with each other for the most part. They'll take some things from the van and ask if they can take for their friends who, you know, can't walk or or farther away or trying to look for a job or something like that. Of course, we say, yeah, of course, we do that for them. Um, So it's uh, it's it's a full mix out there and there isn't one answer for everyone as they're all know realizing you know, all the different ages and trying yeah. to figure out what and there's always going to be some people who will absolutely want to live outdoors you know they yeah. just never would want to be inside a shelter ever you know or a home Dave or is anything. one
0: of those people he's absolutely thrilled to be outside yeah. and he's you know got <laughs> family he actually owns property and uh you know he's been living on the streets for a very very long time and uh he'll see him he'll disappear every once in a while because he goes to the mainland to visit family and um you know it's it's a lifestyle for some people but you know there there definitely are individuals who suffer from mental illness and use drugs to self-medicate and that are out there and it's um one of the the big questions I always have and I've never really gotten a straight answer is uh the guy that has all the plastic bags on his body you usually see him in Kihei and I've been seeing him venture out further on the Veterans Highway. Um, I've heard a couple of different stories. I've heard that he was uh, used to work at Longies and uh, had a got hit by a car and had a mental break. Um, I've heard that he uh, just basically appeared one day, you know. <laughs> and so. Do you get some of these stories? Do you like, know like, where that particular person comes from?
1: <laughs> that, yeah, that, that person we've tried to serve, he kind of doesn't want to have uh, contact mm-hmm. with people. So we, re- we respect that when people go, no, we, do, we yep. don't do that too. Um, we've had, um, there was one fellow in Kihei who would be near the library, very, very shy. And what we learned was actually he was afraid of men because when I had to go out on a team with all just women, and we're all really safe. And the one thing I've learned when we go out with uh, just women that, that we never have any problems. Nobody's ever pushy or aggressive or anything like that. But okay. then he got into a shelter and had a completely changed personality we were talking. It was like, oh, you've changed. Um, but uh, so they're they're difficult. We've seen. I remember one place where we were. What we do if we get donations in that we can't use, we will share them, like with Children's Justice League or Women Helping okay. Women and things like okay. that. And okay. one okay. of the other places that where we uh, brought some of our things that were donated that we couldn't use. Um, this one <clears throat> wonderful lady came up and said, "You got." We were we were the ones the hygiene. So their children, her children could brush their teeth before they went to school, but now she's doing fine. She's got a place, she's got a job and well, but she remembered that, that the hygiene part was um, from a cup of cold water. And I thought that yeah. was really sweet. And yeah. a lot
0: of these uh, people I know that can be uh, temporary as well and just in between housing um, In the work that we've done uh, for the homeless. One of the stories that I was a little surprised by is um, people that come into town and you know they have maybe a couple of grand to their name. That's uh, they work out a place to stay with a roommate or whatnot, and then it end up coming into kind of an abusive situation in their house, and just have to kind of abandon everything. Then of course once you end up on the street, it can be a very difficult cycle to get out of. Many times, so it's fantastic when there's resources available for people to be like, hey, there's there's safe places you can go. There's you know housing assistance that you can get. And, um, you know, lift people back on their feet so that they can get up and take care of themselves because, you know, it's, there's a lot of shocking things that happen to people that put them in that situation. And, you know, people don't realize how traumatic things can be out there and they just know their own life and just think, how can somebody let it get to this? It's like, you don't know where those people have been and what they've had to go through. So it's, it's great to know that somebody like you is always out there to uh, provide that assistance. So thank you so much. I really appreciate
1: it. We, you know, we hand out information cards with resource contact information on the for resource different resources in uh, the Maui community too. And for example, when there were um, clinics at this uh, vaccine clinics at the Salvation Army um, in Kahului, we were able to handle out the information so people could go there if they wanted to partake and get get vaccinated um yeah we did that too another thing is when during the pandemic when the the jail released um certain inmates to qualify to be to reap lower the contact risk in the in the jail they released 98 people and they literally opened the doors and gave them nothing with the clothes on their back and said go <laughs> just go mm. nothing wow. not a dime not a toothbrush or anything and they'd show up at our place which is great i mean we said okay look we'll give you you know clothes we'll give you food if we have a backpack available we we'll give you a backpack and 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 they were like wow well, he just got kicked out <laughs> and, and here we are <laughs> you know? so um wow. yeah. so people come by um if people come by the good shepherd church during the weekdays if we're not doing a run um if someone's in the office or working in the supply room we're more than happy to Um, help with their needs and and give them things. So that's an option for people too. uh.
0: What's been your number one resource? I mean, who do you mostly find yourselves going to, uh, not just for the supplies and things of that nature, but to help for housing specifically?
1: What we don't really push out for the housing, we let people make it because they know that, you know, Family Life Center and Kahala Akalala are the shelter places that they go to. And um, they can also reach out to Salvation Army. So um, we have, at this point, what we do is try to keep them surviving and giving them encouragement on the street while the other agencies and programs are doing what they're doing to try to move people into housing and off the streets that's wonderful
2: heading into the winter is it um is it a, a bigger time for us as a community to get involved because the weather changes a lot you know is that the for the donations and i guess the second question i have is do i have to be part of the church to be like say if i wanted to be a volunteer
1: Uh, Yes, we always love donations and no, you do not have to be part of any church at all whatsoever. We'd love to have volunteers. Um, I love taking, I really enjoy taking people out on the run so they can actually get to see what it's really like, because people have preconceived ideas of what the unsheltered are, uh, who they are, how they live and things like that. The other thing I really enjoy doing is taking out council members. Uh, Tasha kama has come out and gone, oh, my gosh, there are a whole lot of Hawaiian descent people. I said, yeah, yeah. a whole lot of Hawaiian descent people are out here. Um, and so that's always been a really great eye-opener. And what we also do encourages other, the other agencies and programs to send a delegate, come with us and um, come out and see what's uh, needed out there. We start a relationship, start talking with the people um, to find out you know, what to get, um, find out exactly what they need and what, you, what your goals are uh, for these people. So we're always encouraging people to come on, on a run with us and
2: experience okay. it but uh so i can so i could join i mean like like anybody could come volunteer you know see, yeah, you just, see what it's like the grounds up because i think it's important that yeah. you know a lot of times like we say we're driving by the unsheltered and we have a quick thought about it but we really don't understand what's really happening and right. to me That's it's true. important
1: yes all you have to do is reach out to that number <laughs> the phone number and we I have one go. volunteer who answers that phone and then what she does is she right now i'm i'm doing the scheduling um, and i can schedule people in uh on on a van run so and, uh, and you can, had said
2: earlier if the if there wasn't on a van run if some unsheltered or somebody needs something they could always go up to the church yes if someone is there and get yeah. get get some help or, or assistance
1: Yes, if someone is there, yes, absolutely, yes. We've been very, very blessed with a lot of good donations and things, so we're we're happy to help people.
0: But well, winter, Byron, winter—you're worried about
1: winter coming. Well, up? just curious, where about, do you like, live?
0: If, is it gonna snow? <laughs> I mean, yeah. come on, no, man. man.
2: It, 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 yeah, it, true. You
0: know, it, we got to hand out ice skates because the ocean freezes every winter. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, that was a bad choice of words. I guess what I was say—I should have said—you know—as it gets colder and a little wetter, you know, do you, do you, there's probably more of a need for the the um, the, the blankets, the clothing, right? I would yeah. presume.
1: Rain gear, tents, tarps, things like that. Yeah. They Switch from warm.
2: sunblock
0: 95 down to 50, you
1: know. And if
2: I bring things or someone brings things in that are like say not part of your list or you'll be able to take that to another organization. Yes. Give we it to them, do. right? Okay. You always
1: do. Nothing gets wasted. Absolutely.
2: Nice. That's good to hear. Yeah. That is awesome.
1: I, yeah, a couple cold water has the most wonderful volunteers. Uh I really, they're such a team. They're very dedicated, and they put in long hours and. There's also many, many businesses in the community who are also incredibly wonderful donors. Uh, a lot of the hotels and resorts, when they turn over their towels and sheets and things will call us and donate to us. Mm-hmm. We are, feel very, very blessed and loved by the community here. The businesses help us um, and say people help us. Um, and the volunteers are absolutely wonderful. We have we have a supply team that does some shopping for us and stocks the shelves, and then we have to stock the van, and then we have the people that go out and or do the outreach and and work with them and and reach the people. They're, it's a wonderful team. I'm, I'm, they're just terrific people. I think I get to work with. Well, how many people do you think
0: you work with right now? Out of right now, well, what's the size 25 or to?
1: thirty is probably what we have.
0: Twenty-five right or thirty.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. So and I'm if people are feeling like this is not a good time for them to go out in the community, that's fine. Yeah. You know, that's fine.
0: It's, it's, Twenty-five or thirty is a good number, but I'm assuming that with just the geographic area and the number of people who need to be serviced, I mean, you could probably deal with a hundred in order
1: to, you know, maximize your reach. Pre-pandemic, we had about seventy volunteers. Okay, and so we were exactly. able to go on three on three runs a week. We could do a Wednesday, a Sat- a Saturday, and a Sunday. Then during the pandemic, our uh, volunteers just dwindled, you know, they pulled back, which is probably- Yeah, like their- you said, a lot of them are
0: older and they right. need to make sure that they look out for themselves right. and um, right. it's great now that we have the vaccine available and the efficacy of it has been wonderful. It's, it's yeah. good to see that it, it's providing so much protection for those who are choosing to to use yes. it and, and give them the true. opportunity to get out there if they want. And, Um, I would definitely love to go out and help you. I mean, it's something that I've been really interested in. So I'll definitely give you a call. Um, You know, I'm always the kind of guy, I like to document things. I mean, you go to my Facebook page, you'll see little videos of my kids and stuff. And, you know, going out there and um, helping friends with their businesses and things of that nature. And I, I don't know a delicate way to go ahead and document the process and the people you help. So I'd probably have to put the camera down just to, you know, give people the privacy that they deserve. But I do, I, I'd love to help. That would be wonderful.
1: It would be, be wonderful to have you out. Well, we, yeah, we, we don't take photographs of, of the Yeah, I imagine. <laughs> but we do, we also bring dog food and cat food. And we have taken. That's true. Food. I bet a lot of people How have you, pets, you know? Yeah. Out
0: there. Yeah, and
1: the women need dogs because dogs warn them when someone's coming up at night. They're oh, them.
0: that's a good point. So the women,
1: that's very, and 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 things like we've learned uh, why people like, long socks if people are going to eat socks because then what Fox, they do is they, okay. Maybe they put the, they put the socks over their pants legs at night oh. so the centipedes don't crawl up their pants at night.
0: Hmm. Yikes okay and socks are a good one. I wouldn't think that good. socks would be something that's a uh, an important factor uh being here in Hawaii but yeah evening time helping repel bugs that makes a ton of sense. Yeah
1: mm-hmm.
0: Really? Uh, is there any other uh, donations that, you know, obviously not ice skates, but <laughs> what <laughs> what are you thinking that would be, um, you know, a little out of the norm for a Hawaii donation, obviously food and clothes, as you mentioned, warm clothes, tents. Yes. But uh, something, you know, unusual because uh, to me socks seems kind of unusual.
1: We we say if you want to donate um, food, make sure it's a non-perishable yeah. okay. uh, item because what we do is it's more like little snack packs that we give out, um, mm-hmm. granola bars and little canned things. Um, Hygiene, hygiene, band aids, first aid things like that. Um, we don't give out any medicine like Tylenol or anything like that, but a little Neosporin for wounds and wound care type of uh, wound care.
0: Okay, first wound
1: aid. A yeah. first aid is really necessary out there um, for that. Uh, board shorts. <laughs> well, yeah, <I> <laughs> not, at those servers. I'll have to talk
0: to a couple of my people uh, I know that are uh, in the industry of producing materials. Maybe they have some runs of something that they'd love to donate. So I'll I'll, uh, see what I can do there, too.
1: Oh, thank you. You know, it's
0: perfect weather out here, uh, but it does lend yourself to needing durable clothes. And believe it or not, I live in my board shorts when I'm not working. And they are just, you know, the everyday wear, comfortable, (sighs) breathable durable life choice here in Maui. Yeah. So I would imagine that being a perfect thing for being on yeah. them. Like
2: Deb, uh, I guess my last question for you is, tell us a little bit about you. You know, who is Deb? Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, well, let's see. Uh, my husband and I uh, moved here uh, 15 years ago next month. And absolutely love it. I uh, grew up on, in the Philadelphia area and lived in Oregon for almost 30 years and used to come on vacation here we were very fortunate to be able to come over here and, and move here. Um, prior to being in uh, here when I was in um, Oregon in Eugene and I was a first responder with victim services for a decade, and that is actually a division of the district attorney's office there. Uh, it was a different division than what they have over here here you know they have people that help people through the court systems and restraining orders and things but we were actually sent out to crime scenes and hospitals and things oh, wow. to help people to uh you know we went to uh rapes domestic violence murder suicide death notifications and things like that uh so uh that uh we so that the police could do what they needed to do and the hospital personnel could do what they needed to do because we were under safety and security and and we had we were hugely trained highly trained for that that's what i did here also here now a professional artist um and all I've right family, yeah, and my other time too so i've been it's I'm a doing beautiful
0: that. painting behind you by the way is that yours or oh the, no
1: that's a dan Gerhart's. <laughs> well it's terrible i don't
2: like it no, <laughs> I, I wish yeah, no, it, it's
1: like, uh, uh, yeah.
2: lovely work right how out. many um how many children and grandchildren do you
1: have we have six children between us oh. and we have one, two, three, four, five, six grandchildren.
2: Nice.
0: <laughs> I bet that number is gonna explode over time.
1: <laughs> I think
2: so. Yeah. <laughs> could you give up. us I think I think could you give us the uh, contact number again? You yeah. know, right, Clint? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Of course, more opportunities great. to reach out to you the better. Yeah. Whatever you want to say, here's your chance, Deb.
1: <laughs> We'd love to hear from you. <laughs> come take a come take a ride with us on one of our runs. Um it, it here's our phone number to reach us. It's area code 808-419-1637. And uh, people have a good time right? when they go on the runs with us. Get, and and, like, and they 419- can Oh, sorry go 4196317 4191637 1637
0: all right hold on 808 4191637 all right you're gonna get a call from me
2: all right right <laughs> and yeah. the way i the way i looked it up y'all you, know, you can just do a search if you just do a search a cup of cold water Maui boom yes. it pops up that's the way okay.
1: i kind of did it yeah, that's the way to find it because there are other a couple cold waters on the mainland so a couple cold water Maui will get you to us Perfect.
0: Oh, Okay. so
1: thank you so much
0: I really appreciate teaching us today about the services that you guys are providing and uh helping connect people to different resources that are out there And this is a fantastic way to get to know another you know relatively overlooked part of the Maui community these are people who are often born and raised on Maui and you know a lot of people um don't really get that. I mean, a lot of times I see them saying all these mainlanders coming over here and, you know, becoming homeless, but, you know, these are, these are Maui people. You, you forget to realize that, you know, it homelessness and the unsheltered is something that affects us all. And this Maui is their home. So donating to services like this, uh, helps you, uh, reach out to Maui people and also give the services and, and make Maui a better community for all of us. So they are, you know, cup of cold water here on Maui could definitely use help. So if you wanna get out there with me and and uh, get out there and, and help pass out these materials and uh, educate the unsheltered, please give a call to that 808-419-1637. Uh, Byron Yap, thank you so much. I always appreciate uh, you setting up interviews like this. This is a fantastic resource for the island. And and Deb, thank you so much for everything you do. I really appreciate it. Is there anything you want to end on?
1: uh, Just thank you so much for uh, having interest in a cup of cold water. And I really look forward to having you all on a run and seeing what we're doing. Thank (laughs) you. (laughs) Looking
0: forward to it. Yeah, go ahead they will go. I'm. I'm fine. I'm wrapping up. <laughs> <laughs> Wrap it up. That's always a hard thing with Zoom because there's always that like half a second delay. So, it's just like, <laughs> But this is uh, Clint Hansen with Maui Luxury Real Estate on MauiRealEstateRadio.com. You can listen to this and all shows there at MauiRealEstateRadio.com. We're broadcasting on the KAOI Radio Group, 1110 AM, 97.6 FM, 98.7 FM, and our friends on the West Side at 95.5 FM. Aloha, thank you, and have a great day.